Uh, we're in week seven of a series called Love My Neighbor. This is the final teaching in the series. And let's, um, let's ask God to speak to us this morning. We're going to pray and we'll, we'll jump right in. Lord, thank you. Thank you for another day. Thank you for a day to worship you, to be in your presence, be with your people, enjoy a meal with your family, and dream about what you want to do in people's lives here and now. And God, we want to love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, strength, all of our energy. We want to love you deeply. Help us to love you. And we want to love our neighbor as ourselves. We want to learn what it means to be neighborly, to be like you, Jesus, to find people and spend time with them and care for them and show them your love. We ask you, Holy Spirit, now to help us. Help us to understand the way of Jesus and to live it out in our lives. Even today, we pray in Jesus' name and 26 West said, amen. All right, so this is the final week. And we spent the first two weeks, if you missed it, looking at what it means to love God with everything. And then week two, what it means to live like a neighbor, what it means to be neighborly. And then we spent a good four weeks prior to this seeing what love looks like. I want to recap. I'm going to throw a, uh, a slide. If you missed all of it, you could have skipped all summer. You're getting all of it in one sentence, all right? Love looks like. It looks like a meal. We eat together. To be a neighbor means to spend time with people. Love looks like a conversation. We talk with people. We find out what's going on in their world. Jesus spent so much of his time listening to people's stories, and we want to do the same thing. Love looks like a second chance. Uh, when you eat with people and speak with people, you realize brokenness is everywhere. Why? Because we're broken in so many ways. And so we, we learn to love people by giving them grace. Love looks like a towel. We saw that last week. Jesus takes off his, his robe, his sign of authority, and he puts on a towel. And he even washes the feet of Judas, who's about to give him a kiss as a sign that this is the one you can throw in jail and crucify. So love looks like serving people, whether they like you or not, whether they have your good in mind or not. And, and today we want to look at the final one that kind of brings us towards this week and what God has in store for us. So we'll read Acts 8, and it's a little long, uh, Acts 8, starting in verse 26. If you don't have your Bible, don't worry, I, uh, I put, it, put them in slides on the screen. It says, now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. And so he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian, eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the Kandake, which means the queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. I just want us to stop for a second and think about this. Philip is a Jesus follower, and Philip is being used by God in a town called Samaria. So Philip's useful where he's at, and he's sharing the good news. And if you read the, earlier in Acts 8, you see that Philip is being used in powerful ways, powerful ways. As he's sharing the good news, signs and wonders are happening. People are seeing the reality of God. And many are turning to trust in Jesus. But then God speaks to him. And so now here he is. God says to go on a road. He finds a guy who's just been in Jerusalem worshiping, a.k.a. he's probably a convert to Judaism. He's going to temple to worship. 
and he's on his way home and he's reading the Bible and he doesn't, he doesn't exactly know what to do next. Verse 29, the spirit told Philip, go to that chariot, stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading? Philip asked, how can I? Unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up. And to sit with them. So they start a conversation. Remember, love looks like a meal. Love looks like a conversation. And that's what happens here. And verse 32. This is the passage of Scripture the eunuch was reading. So he just picks up where the guy leaves off. He was reading this. Quote, he was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before its shear is silent, so he did not open his mouth. And in his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? I'm emphasizing the he and his because this is confusing to him. For his life was taken from the earth. Verse 34, the eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about? Is he talking about himself, because the whole he, his thing, or is he talking about someone else? Verse 35, then Philip began with that very passage of Scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. And as they traveled along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, here's water. What can stand in the way of my being baptized? And so he gave orders to the chariot, to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip was baptized. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away. And the eunuch never saw him again or didn't see him again, but he went on his way rejoicing. And Philip, however, appeared at Azotus and traveled about preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. What does it mean to live like a neighbor? What does it mean to love God and to love people? As we summarize it, we want to be like Philip and we want to live it out. It's not enough to talk about loving God and loving people. We're called to actually live this out. And so let me give you a final one if you've been taking notes. Love, you know, it looks like a towel. It looks like food. It looks like conversation. Love looks like an opportunity. I want you to say the word with me, opportunity. Say it again, opportunity. Every day, friend, every day is an opportunity. Every day is brimming with opportunity. When you wake up in the morning, it's not just Monday tomorrow. It's not just, you know, Wednesday, the hump day to make it to Friday. Every day is a God-given opportunity filled with people. People are the opportunity. And that's what we, we, we read in Philip's life. He's going about his work. He's in Samaria fulfilling God's plan for his life, sharing the good news, loving God, loving people. And then God presents him a unique opportunity, opportunities. I wonder, I wonder if you're looking for them. Are you even looking for opportunities? I mean, I think just life, just, you know, especially if you have little ones, it's diaper to diaper, man, feeding to feeding, nap time to nap time. And, you know, if, if you're busy at work, it's project to project, email to email, meeting to meeting, right? If, uh, if you're in school right now, it's like chill, you know, unless you're in summer school. Every day, though, is an opportunity. Are you looking? So what we're doing, the reason to do good news today is not to put on an event, hear me, it's not to put on an event. Events come and events go. But, but events awaken us to opportunity. That's what they do. Sunday is an event. 
Did you realize this? This gathering is an event. Now, the gathering could be a weekly check off the list. I did the Jesus thing and I'm done. Or Sunday, every week could be an opportunity to reconnect with God and evaluate the previous week and say, man, Jesus, thank you. It's been a great week. Or you know what? I didn't really listen to you at all. I didn't really, I didn't really, I didn't really dig in this week. But if you give me another week, it's another opportunity to dive in. So God gives us events in our lives, just like Philip had an event, to seize opportunities. Do you recognize them? Do you see what God's doing around you? Are you asking? Are you clued in? And, and will you make the most of them? This is where we're going. Will you make the most of your God-given opportunities even today, even this week. Three things I want us to see. This teaching is going to be about five more minutes, and then I'm going to challenge you with a very real opportunity. And then in response, we're going to worship Jesus, let the Holy Spirit begin to illumine our mind and awaken us and stir us and challenge us. And then in the end, because we're Christians, we're going to eat. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, that's, that's the plan. So I got five more minutes to go over this, and then I'm going to present you an opportunity. Three things I want us to see. Usually it's 45 minutes. Today I'm going to be short. Number one, God opens doors. Say it with me. God opens doors. Say it again. God opens doors. Notice what happened to Philip. An angel of the Lord, a messenger of God, said to Philip, God speaks. And then later, verse 29, the Spirit of the Lord says to Philip, so some, somehow, you know, what's the difference between the angel of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord? It doesn't make a difference. God's presence comes real into Philip's reality. And somehow he knows God is saying, go. And here's the trick. Opportunities are usually there when you're already in the middle of something. You don't need a day off to have an opportunity. You don't have to wait till the evening when you're done with work. Every day is brimming with opportunities. And so Philip is just alert to what God's doing around him. So we're trying to grow. Loving God, loving neighbor. Loving my neighbor means I'm awakened to God speaking to me about people because people are the opportunity. People matter. Jesus came to rescue not just planet Earth, although he's going to redeem all things. He's going to make all things new. God's interested in everything that he's made. But he came after people. He wasn't born as a tree. The Son of God was born as a man. God took on human flesh because he cares for those that are created in his image. So he didn't come like a dandelion. He came as a boy to rescue men and women back to God. So people are always our opportunity. God may use circumstances, he may use programs, he may use work, he may use all sorts of things, but people are the opportunity. So, so Philip is aware. Second thing, we respond in faith. Say it with me, we respond in faith. Now that's easy to say, harder to do, isn't it? When God is speaking and God is opening doors, the response of his followers is to activate faith. Look at verse 27. He started out on his way. He meets the Ethiopian eunuch. Did he know who he was going to meet on the road? No. Did God say, there's a guy coming, 185 pounds, 5 foot 10, scar on his left eye? You know, like, no. He just said, go to a road. And that's what God does to you. He says to you, get going. Hey, get going. And what you do is, when you respond in faith, look at verse 30. Philip ran up to the chariot. And he hears the man, now, which means he's got cardio skills. 
The guy's on a chariot. Now, was he taking a potty break? I have no idea. Was he on the side, you know, like feeding the, the horses? I, I have no idea. But he runs to where the Spirit says, that's the guy. And he runs to the chariot close enough to hear him reading the Bible out loud, which wasn't uncommon to read out loud. So Philip doesn't know where, but God says, go to this road, and he goes. He doesn't know who, and then God says to him, as he's already been obedient, God says to him, now, now that you're on the road, I can show you the God. You know, sometimes we never meet the people God wants us to reach out to because we're not even on the road. And if we don't get on the road, we won't meet the person. So people are always the opportunity. And we need to remember that. So friends, don't let fear hold you back. You say, Jose, well, I'm not that good at talking about Jesus. I say, so what? Today's a new day. You can. Well, I've never really actively shared my faith. Do you know probably 80% or plus of Christians in America have not told anyone about Jesus, anything about, about Jesus to anyone in the last year? So join the club. Now you're in the big crowd, right? Most people are not vocalizing their faith. I would just say, let's not be those people. Let's be the people who hear God and respond in faith, whether we feel up to it or not. You see, Philip's speaking to crowds. He's speaking to crowds, and God says to him, I've got one. Do you know good news today could just be about one person? The whole thing. Hundreds of thousands of dollars invested all this time, all this energy could be about one person. To which I would say, yeah, that sounds like Jesus. He happened to leave heaven for you. And so we want to be the people who respond in faith. And then if you say, okay, I want to respond in faith or I'm, I'm learning, I'm growing. What's the third thing you need to know? God guides us. Say it with me. God guides us. God guides us. So I don't have to worry about where to go. I just need to be listening. God says, go down the road. And then as I'm going down the road, God makes it clear. Go to this chariot. Go to this person. I go to this chariot. And then God guides, guides the conversation. What does Philip do? The guy's reading the Bible. He picks up where he's reading. And then, and then he's led by the Holy Spirit just to ask the open-ended question. What are you reading? Do you understand what you're even reading? He doesn't immediately jump into Jesus. He simply says, hey, man, where are you at? What are you reading? And then as they're reading, he realizes, man, he doesn't know. And so the guy engages in a conversation, and he starts from where he's at, from that very passage, it says, and he begins to tell him the good news of Jesus. Now, the encounter is a reminder to all of us that God was faithful to Philip, and he will be faithful to you. So if you want to be a good neighbor, it is about hearing God's voice and then stepping out in faith and then letting God interact with you all the way through. You're never asked to do this on your own. And at the end of the conversation, this is amazing. The guy responds in faith. He's like, is there any reason if, if Jesus' people get baptized, hey, there's water. Can we get baptized? Absolutely. Jumps out. They get in the water, baptizes them. And then, you know, you just, after baptism, you just want to have lunch with a guy, right? You just want to get to know him. You want to see what, And God says, no. And he's gone. And God says, I got another mission for you, by the way, Philip. And the, the eunuch goes home, never to see Philip again, rejoicing. Why? His life had been changed. God, God designed a moment for his person, Philip, to meet this person who's seeking. And Jesus does the saving. And then he sends Philip and says, I got some more for you to do. And the same could be said for you. 
Good news today is an opportunity, one of many. Do you know God may use this to spark something new in your life? He may use this as you activate faith and step out in faith. He may use this to open up a whole new door of opportunities. You never know until you jump in. So how we respond to God today opens new opportunities for tomorrow. And that's what you need to know as a Jesus follower. Your response to God today opens possibilities for tomorrow. And so, like I said, my five minutes is done. Boom. Now I'm going to give you opportunities. And as one of your pastors, one of your leaders, I'm going to bring on the heat. All right, here we go. You ready? Take your Bible, put it to the side for a second. Always keep your Bible close hand, but put it aside for the second. How do we seize the opportunities? How do we hear God step out in faith and let God move in and through us and guide us? All right, we ask. So next slide, there's a week of prayer and fasting. There's a week of prayer and fasting that starts tomorrow. Tomorrow, Monday through Sunday, we are fasting and praying for a move of God in our city. We're, we're calling on God. So Philip, I'm telling you, the reason he heard God's voice about going to that road and meeting that eunuch is, is that he was in the presence of God often. So I'm asking you, if this is your church, if you're visiting, welcome. Okay, I hope you come back. Uh, but if this is your church, I am asking you this week, commit to pray and fast as God enables you. One meal, one day this week. And what do you do? Instead of 20 minutes of eating at the office or an hour lunch break, you take that time and say, Jesus, I want to know you better. And whatever you have for me, that's what I want. Instead of eating, you could drink fluids. That's totally cool. Some of you want to take a whole day. You've never fasted 24 hours. Let me just tell you, if you have medical issues, I understand it. Most of you, it's not going to kill you. It's actually going to help you out. All right? So, so I told you the heat's coming. Fast and pray. But it's not just about absence of food. It's about absence of food for the presence of Jesus. That's what it's about. So take your meal Take your day, if you're in one of our communities, challenge one another. What's your meal? What's your day? You don't have to do it alone. You can be with people. You can you could go on a walk. You can listen to worship. It doesn't have to be boring. You can be creative. Spend time with God. And then Saturday, write this down. Saturday at Hillsborough Stadium, we're going to send you an email. You got to be on our weekly. Go to our website right now. On the bottom, you can sign up for our weekly. Give us your email address we will tell you where, 10 to 11, at Hillsborough Stadium, we're going to pray together that Jesus would shake that place. Not literally. We don't want an earthquake, but we do want the Spirit to move. Saturday, what time? 10 to 11. I want you to be there. I am telling you to be there. Okay? You be there. Second thing is we can invite people and serve them. So we say, what's my opportunity? Pray and fast this week. That's your opportunity. Second thing that you can do, and I'm asking you, this is your church. We have all of these. We, we still have a few thousand left. All of these uh, invite cards. Take them. Give it to someone. You go out to eat. Give a big tip and put it with it. I'm doing it wherever I go. You have them with you. You give them out. Well, I don't know if they want it. So what? <laughs> they, what if they throw it out? So what? That's the worst thing that could happen. The best thing that could happen is they could say, wow, thanks. And they may show up. 
So I'm asking you to step out in faith. If you hand them out a week from Monday, you've missed it. So just hand it out. You have this week as your opportunity. Take a stack. They're going to be out there at the back door. Please hand them out. And then serve. On the website right now uh, is an opportunity for you to serve. Goodnewstoday.world. Take out your phone. Please. Please. I'm at, I'm at, here. Please take out your phone. If you don't have a device, we have computers that are on the um, the welcome desk as you come in. So if you left yours in the car, God bless you. You don't have an excuse. We have 175 people that are signed up to serve in volunteering. We need to double that right now. Okay? So that means we need another 175 people right now to serve. It's for a block of time. I can tell you, and hear me, guys, especially, and I'm not, or, or strong humans. Okay, let me be generic. <laughs> strong humans. We need... 25 on Saturday all day to set up the stage in the heat, straight up. And we're going to feed you, we're going to care for you, wear closed toe shoes, you're going to really work, and you're going to set up the stage. We need 25 to even 40 of you Sunday night to tear down. When the event is over, we got to be out by 9 a.m. on Monday. I need some of you to take a day off from work and work if we have enough people, we can get done by noon or one. It could take till three in the morning. I need you to do that. You say, was that my opportunity? Nod up and down. That is your God-given. We'll say, how do, how do I know God's calling you? Because God told me to tell you <laughs> to do it. Always smile at the end of a command. So I'm not, I'm not, you're actually laughing. I'm not. So, all right, I'm saying to you, if this is your church, if it's not your church yet, sign up anyway. Jesus may be saying stay. Go to goodnewstoday.world, and then there's a volunteer tab that is so obvious in the upper right corner. It's so obvious you can't miss it. Sign up. you got to go all the way through. Give us your information. Give us your shirt size. Not because we're trying to profile you. We want to give you a shirt, okay? And... And, and, and click through and sign up for those things, and you're going to get an email. Hear me. You're going to get an email tomorrow. So I need you to sign up when? Now, now. Now today, because I will know by the end of this gathering how many of you listened. I get it right on my phone. And I need to know that there's another 175 people signed up, specifically 25 at least on Saturday, 25 to 40 on Sunday evening. And most of you aren't going to miss anything. Most of the volunteerism is before or after the concert and message, okay? So you're not going to miss out. Finally, join the prayer team. And this is where we're going to transition to worship. I'm going to give you something, and I'm going to give you a very real assignment. Some of my friends right now are about to hand out a, a portion of a book that I just wrote and we just produced, and we're going to give you. We're not giving you the whole book. It's not here yet. It won't get here until Wednesday. But hand out. Every one of you is going to get one of these, and this is the book that people are going to get when they respond to Jesus on Next Sunday. It's called Good News Today and Tomorrow, helping you get started or restarted. Here's how this works, and then I'm going to ask you to do something about it as we're in worship. This is one of those days where you can worship with your phone. 
because after you get this, I'm going to tell you how it works and what you need to do. This is, so you don't see the full book. If you open it up to the first page, there's a table of contents. And you're going to see there are seven chapters on how to follow Jesus. By the way, every one of these are going to be helpful to those who respond, who've been a part of the family of God or they're new to it. And actually, this is the outline for our next teaching series. We're going to go through this after GNT. This is going to be our seven weeks because we're all going to go through this together. But we're not giving you the book because this is my preaching notes for seven weeks. All right? So <laughs> I'm not dumb. All right. But you have the first chapter has a little bit of an introduction. And then there's on page nine in there. See the nine. What is the good news? Here's what I'm asking you to do. There, I want you to be a, a part of our prayer team. You say, why? People are going to respond in faith to Jesus. The worst thing is that there's no one there to say welcome. That's the worst thing we could do. Come and follow Jesus by yourself. Or come and follow Jesus and nobody cares. So we have 37 people signed up right now. Most of them aren't from our church. Okay? So this isn't a guilt trip. This is a straight up gospel truth. I need every single one of you, if you have trusted in Jesus Christ, you can do this. I'm gonna preach the message. All you're gonna do is when at the end, people are gonna, I'm gonna invite them. You're gonna see their bicycle rack lanes at the field. So people are gonna be everywhere in the stands, on the ground. You're gonna see these paths to the sides of the stage. And then at the end, I'm gonna invite them to get up out of their seat and come and meet you at the side of the stage, because you have the real book. This isn't the real one. You can crumple this if you want. The real one's nicer, okay? Um, someone's gonna give you a book to help guide you in following Jesus. They wanna high five you. They wanna encourage you. And if you got a question or something that you wanna pray about, they're there for you. Come meet one of my friends. At the left of the stage and the right of the stage, they're wearing a blue shirt. It'll be this color blue. Get your bottom to match, okay? You know, not exactly, but like, don't, don't, don't clash. It's going to be this color blue, right? You're going to wear the shirt. You say, Jose, I don't know if I want to wear the shirt. You're going to wear the shirt. Yes. And you get to keep it. It says GNT. So it's not cheesy, man. You're going to wear it. And then you're going to have the books and you're going to go forward and you're going to have your Philip encounter. Aha. Why'd you read Acts 8? Because that was Philip's moment. And this is yours. So I choke up because people are going to follow Jesus and I want to be there. I may jump down the stage and run and hug somebody, okay? And I want you to be that thrilled about it. What, we'll say, oh, I don't know what to do though, Jose. What do I do? Goodnewstoday.world slash prayer team. You got to write this down. You can't go to it from the website. You have to write in the word prayer team, no spaces. During your fasting this week, here's what you're going to do. You're going to take 45 minutes and watch a video I put together on how this book works and what to do. And then at the prayer team site, you watch the video. You don't have to download the PDF. You have it, right? Made it easy for you. And then you're going to sign up and you're going to give us your information. And you, 26 West Church, are going to lead the way in helping people respond to the good news of Jesus. Guess what? This is your opportunity. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus. And I'm not crazy, but I'm here to tell you, if you're wondering what God's will is for next Sunday, this is God's will for you. You say, well, can I do this and serve in the other areas? Absolutely, yes. 
There's about 15 to 20 people in the entire stadium who can't do this, and they're our security team. And they'll have black shirts, and they'll be stationed at spots. Everyone else, you say, I can help people check in. I can help set up. I can tear down. You can't, don't use the, well, I'll do that other stuff. I don't want to do this. Just stand there. And when in doubt, when they're there, just say, gosh, well done. My name's Jose, and you're James. Great, James. Welcome to the family. This book's going to help you. And then if you'll just fill this out, Jose wants to keep in touch with you and get you some more resources in your email box. So, so we want to put you in touch with a good church if you don't already have one. And hand this, fill this out. It's all on the video on what you need to do. And I'm telling you, if you're 10 years old, you could do this. If you're 15, you could do this. If you're 30, you could do this. If you're 85, you could do this. You can do this. And I think that we want to do this. I think we do. But we're scared to death. This is why we worship. Philip's in the presence of God. In the presence of God, he gets his instructions. So I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. This week, don't, don't forget, you have to sign up. I need you there. I'll give you stats and I'm done. If there are 5,000 people there, I know between 5 and 10% will respond. I know it. Not because I'm like prophetic. It's because that's about the amount at a gathering like that that respond. If that's 10%, that could be 500 people. Hear me, we have 37 willing to connect with them. Do you see where I'm going with this? If, if there's 10,000, I'll just let you do the math. Now, it may be less, it may be more. I'm praying for a move of God. I'm praying the whole stadium comes forward and the fire marshals say, well, we're not gonna let them come. And <laughs> we, we're not playing around here. So I need you, hear me. Take this by faith. Go to the website, watch the video, and activate your faith in Jesus. Do something, all right? Rise to your feet, put your stuff away, and we're going to invite the presence of God to come and shape us. If you say, Jose, you're a little bit strong. Yep, unapologetically. And I'm asking you to obey the Spirit of Jesus who's compelled our entire leadership team to do this for the good of Hillsborough. So I'm asking you to do your part. And now we're going to worship in response. Brandon's going to lead the way. Meals at the end. Holy Spirit, we need you. We need your courage like you gave Philip. We need wisdom. We need words to speak like you gave Philip. And Lord, because you raised, you're raised from the dead and you've sent the Holy Spirit, we know now we have everything we need for life and for godliness. It's in you, Jesus, because we're in you and you're in us. There's nothing impossible for those of us who actually believe. So as we worship you now and we spend time praying, asking, pleading, Lord, we're not in a rush. We repent of, pu of putting you in a 90-minute box. We repent of saying, you get, you get 90 minutes of my week. And if it's long, I'm wondering if I'm coming back. We, we repent of that attitude. And we say, Lord, if you want the rest of this day, it's yours. We belong to you. And we're grateful. So now, inhabit our praises, we pray.